Welcome to another episode of The Failed Podcast, a podcast where I delve into everything failing or just not doing something because of fearing to fail. So instead, you end up sitting in your sofa, scrolling your phone, which is exactly what I've done too many times. So I decided to challenge myself and make a podcast about it because we all need to look our fears in the eye. And at the moment, I'm glaring at this microphone. So today I've got the sweet Sophie Wallace with me. She is part of the same podcast network as me with the confessions of a Disney cast member. And now I am so excited to hear about all the times she's failed Mickey. <laughs> so hello, Sophie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, living, living life, as I keep saying every time. It's so weird to be on the other side. <laughs> I'm not asking the questions. It's daunting. <laughs> I'm going to interrogate you about all your past failures and life problems. Um, I, can... I asked all my friends, I said, okay, I'm going on a podcast about failing. What would you think of me? And they gave me moments I didn't even think of. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. So there's been plenty that I didn't even come to my mind. So that's great. So they were just like, oh, so if you fail at this, you fail at that, you failed at this. <laughs> yeah, they were like, this was embarrassing. That was tragic. Da, 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 da. I was like, OK, I was just looking for one example. Thank you. The truth comes out. <laughs> it <beautiful>. does. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Sophie, where are you now? And like, where do you live? Where are you from? Where, what's your moving story? Um, I am from a little town called Ayr, which is um, about 45 minutes from Glasgow. It's a little seaside town. I've um, always been from here, but I work abroad a lot. So each year before Corona, I would be working abroad in different countries, America, Egypt, Turkey. And I went to university in England. Um, but yeah, so I'm not really home much. So it's very weird to be back, you know, living at home, waiting for the next adventure, really. That's so sad. And yeah, I mean, I suppose it's for many people, it's a nice break from a busy life. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure I'm sure you found ways to make it just as busy as it was. Yeah, I feel like I'm busier now than I was before. <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> Oh God. You know what? That's not many people who can say they're more busy in the middle of I the know. pandemic. I know. But I think that's the thing that we're putting too much pressure on ourselves, especially, you know, like first time round, I was like, I want to burn this many calories on my Apple Watch a day. I want to do an hour of Spanish. I want to go out a walk and listen to a podcast. And like I ticked it off in my journal. And if I didn't close my Apple Watch rings, I started to get like panicky and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm failing at it. Failing, see? <laughs> Here we are going full circle. But I feel like I'm failing if I don't hit my Apple Watches, which is such a stupid thing because it's a ring at the end of the day. You're closing a digital ring, but you do get addicted to it. And it's just so much pressure. So this time around, yeah, I'm still trying to close my rings. But if there's a two days I don't do it in a row, that's it. It's okay. Oh my god! Yeah, that I didn't even think about that because you have it on constantly, don't you? So you there's always something beeping. Yeah, and you see your friends, so like <gasps> you get notifications. I could turn it off, but I'm toxic, so I'm not yeah. gonna do that. But um, it shows like when your friends have done a workout, and you're like, oh my god, they've went on a run. I need to go on a run. I need to go and do that. Why? Why have they exercised but not me? Excuse me. It shows you when when your friends are doing. I don't understand the point with that, other than to give you the pressure I think in a way it's good because sometimes I'll have those days where I'm just like I can't be bothered but I could actually do it and then you'll get a notification from your friend like they've done a dance workout I'm like do you know what I'll just get up and do a 20 minute dance workout stop being lazy so some days it's good but some days when you're like I am having a day off I don't want to do it and then your phone starts going you're like no I feel like I can't because they've done it you know what I mean yeah it's, to it's toxic but then you don't want to turn it off because it's like you're yeah again you're addicted to it and I completely yeah. understand it's like a phone it is a phone yeah it <laughs> is turn it yeah how we we do we should change that kind of aspect of society I think where we are so we've completely gone into a complete downfall of our social media and all of that we are so addicted we let our lives be run by our phones and it's it's sad I tried to do 
this thing when I came into the new year I started to journal more and one of the things I was reading was stop scrolling your phone first thing in the morning I can't because in the morning I wake up to like 20 30 notifications and I have to see it I'm not just gonna like sit it there and like go okay let them rack up because especially when you're doing something like a podcast especially with this Disney one we've been so so lucky of how it's kind of built off and like taken off but it's a lot of work and you're getting messages constantly lights on your photo which is amazing we're so so I'm so happy for it but it is a lot to do every second of the day so I'm glued to this phone more than ever and actually I just some days I just want to like turn the phone off and just do your own thing me and Bradley we both try and have days off but we're both addicted to it we both want to keep doing it so we're you know we've only got ourselves to blame really (laughs) no but it is it is a it's the only way this would be sold is if you get like an old Nokia phone that doesn't have stuff but then again you can't because people yeah. rely on your emails and your Instagram accounts. Like even Instagram has become such a huge business thing. It has 100%. It's, it's the new future and be that a good thing, be that not a good thing. It's the world we're, we're now in. And I don't know, I don't know how much worse it's going to get with technology and stuff, but it's like TikTok crazy. TikTok is massive. Like, it is huge now. People are opting to make TikTok videos over making YouTube videos. Yeah, which I've, I haven't understood TikTok yet. I think I downloaded it, scrolled a bit and just, and saw that I scrolled so much. But then I was like, oh, I want to because it made me feel like I wasn't creative enough because it looked so easy that people made all these videos. And I tried to to get into like understand how to make videos. I couldn't understand it. I could not understand how you get how you can mime to something in real time it's hard it's because I it looks so easy I don't understand (laughs) am I too old I've gone too old it lately it's also got a lot of criticism which I've seen as well um about body um pressure of people doing what was it it was a oh it was the airpod uh or air apple headphone cord challenge which is where you have to get it around your waist twice or something. And if you can't do that, you're too big. So yes. things like that. And then all these thin girls are doing it and smiling and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I think on top of that as well, there's lots of mostly girls, maybe, maybe probably I haven't seen many boys, but probably probably them as well, who just dance and smile to a song. And then there's millions of views. Yeah, <laughs> And it's, it's just because they're beautiful, or like the stereotypical view of beautiful that they like they're not that isn't impressive <laughs> so it's so true and it's very yeah it's quite bad for in um, body image I have struggled with body image for like my whole life um and and I go on TikTok and I'm trying to lose weight just now I'm always trying to lose weight um it's like an ongoing saga of my life I feel like I spend half my life trying to be smaller and it's actually sad at the end of the day that I'm spending my whole time on this earth trying to lose weight but I go on TikTok and it's like uh what I ate today this is how many calories I ate and if they eat like less I go you should have ate less you should why are you not eating as as less as that person or they'll be like here's my exercise routine and I'm like oh why aren't you doing this it's very it's just constantly everywhere when you're on your phone it's on Instagram seeing these people's bodies so on TikTok you're seeing these people's bodies it's just a never-ending saga and I've tried to change my my thinking because I used to be like oh why don't I look like that oh whatever and I used to start getting annoyed at myself but actually now I've tried to just change my mindset into going she did that good for her good on her I'm trying to like girls support girls mentality more mm. and hopefully I can take that through for the end of the year yeah but that I can imagine that's just so hard because you're not yeah. you're not showed anything else than the stereotypical beautiful body and then mm-hmm. um, anyway we've completely um this this is gonna last like two hours (laughs) but it was I think it it was all relevant anyway and I think it was very very interesting uh so uh the next question is actually what do you do (laughs) other than podcasting um I am a bit weird I work abroad a lot um so I do different jobs all the time I don't really stick to the same job um I do like entertainment jobs I do um uh, service jobs in Disney. I was a server. I worked attractions in Disney. I've been a drama teacher abroad, Camp America, Camp Council, different things. But uh, since I got home from Turkey, which is 2019, I've been a bar supervisor. So supervising in a bar, which is 
totally different um <laughs> and then yeah so just kind of trying to do that while I was trying to save money I should have actually been back in Disney last July end of July start of August but corona so yeah just trying to hopefully get back to work and even if it's a bar job whatever I just want to kind of back to doing something yeah so you sort of happy with doing different jobs like you don't yeah. want to stick in the same job I yeah I'm <laughs> total commitment full but so <laughs> I hate like being trapped in the same thing I think the thought of joining a company getting a salary all this stuff I'm like nope not for me I'll just take my shitty pay <laughs> my bad paid job and just get on with it I don't like the thought of being stuck so no yeah. I completely understand and and then that way you get so much freedom to even travel with work like you can go to all these different there's not many companies that are like oh yeah you can take off to whatever country you want to do next like that's just exactly. doesn't unless you're like top 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 I don't know, but then you'd probably don't even have to work. So, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. So, what's what's your dream then? What do you have? Like something you actually really want to do? Job wise, I just want to. So when I'm an entertainer, I love based. I love people, and I love speaking to people, and I love kind of making memories for them, and you know, turning frowns upside down, that kind of vibe. So, I would like to ultimately settle abroad somewhere be that Spain, Italy, wherever, I would just love to settle abroad and continue, you know, entertaining, but, you know, maybe move up to management or, I don't know, um, I don't know, I, I don't know, I mean, when you picture yourself in your head, I don't know why, I see myself, like, running a cafe in, like, Italy, like, I don't know why, <laughs> it's just, you know, when you romanticise your life in your head, that's what I see, but who knows? <laughs> oh, but that is such a dream, though, like, being and then you, yeah because you get to be in a different country and you get to run um, run something yeah with a nice Italian man in tow who knows <laughs> we shall see yeah any preferences in Italy oh Where? I honestly anywhere I have never been to Italy but I research it all the time so I don't know why I picture myself there I think I watched the Lizzie McGuire movie too much but huh. I I see I see it's Italy or Spain somewhere like that I love Turkey as well but yeah I don't know, just eventually abroad out of yeah. Scotland. Well, you, you don't you don't want to be in Scotland? No. Oh, right. I'm like, skirt, I'm a, like, I do not want to be here. I find, I don't know, I find the, the country very same all the time. Um, people listen to this from my hometown, they'll hate me. But I feel like everyone in my hometown, not many people leave. It's one of those towns where you fall into a job, you meet someone from school, and that's it. And if that's their life, that's their life. They're happy with that. That's cool. Um, I don't judge people what they want to do. But for me, I don't want to fall in that trap. I don't want to live here my whole life. It's such a, a fishbowl town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. And it's not for me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm in the same sort of situation, I think. Although my town is probably small compared to uh, British towns, but it's for mm -hmm. 40,000 people. So how much is in your town? I'm going to give it a quick Google. Um, 46,000. So All right. Far off. Yeah, that's pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the exact same problem. Yeah. <laughs> Again, other people might be happy with the what we call the A4 life or like just yeah. settling down and doing the family thing or yeah and good for them yeah good for you know what actually that's good for them to know what they want <laughs> yeah it's one more step ahead than us <laughs> yes. right let's get on to a bit of failing so um first actually I just wanted your relationship with failing what you are you scared of failing or do you go into things knowing that you might fail I'm very much a person I don't like to be bad at things I don't I don't like to put myself in a position where I'm going to look stupid or I'm not going to be the best. I like to be the best at everything I do. I'm very much that kind of person. So I try not to put myself in these situations because I want to be the first choice. I want to be the best at it. Um, but it's weird because sometimes it doesn't feel like a fail at the time. And then you look back and you're like, no, actually, that that was that was a fail, actually. And it, I've, been, I've had these moments. I've had tragic moments. I've had fail moments, yeah. But I try my best not to put myself in that position because of the fear of failing. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's things you've uh, stopped yourself doing. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'll, 
for years people say to me why don't you do YouTube why have you not done that um because obviously being abroad a lot like it's cool to see but the thought of like because people they, in the fish full time people being like oh she thinks she's an influencer mm. oh she thinks she's something and actually I don't I just I thought it'd be quite cool to show but it's the fear of the failing with that that I don't want to I don't want to put myself in that in that boat in the firing line of that you know yeah I completely it's because the 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 reality well the reality isn't really that people most likely maybe a couple of people will will be like oh she thinks she's an influencer but mm-hmm. mostly I think people find I if people post uh like old friends of mine or whatever that I just sort of know who are and post like a video or something I will watch it because I'm intrigued yeah. to see what their life is and especially if I knew I knew them 15 years ago it'd be interesting to see where they are now so yeah. I think that's what we gotta like think about that it's not we just gotta do it and if we enjoy it and that's the thing as well if you enjoy it you do it for yourself if as long as you don't do it for anyone else you yeah you can't really fail can you 100 percent. it's just the way of thinking isn't yeah. it it's trying to alter your thinking but yeah, yeah that's that's probably my relationship with it yeah i mean not not to say that um it's that easy to yeah, <laughs> to, to just do it that's the whole point i mean that's the whole point with this podcast isn't it just to talk about how difficult it is to yeah to actually just do something and and uh, and continue living and seeing how things actually turned out even if you failed you Mm -hmm. know 100% so uh we're gonna move on to the outrageous failure as I like to call it the the funny kind of uh, thing that might have been absolutely horrendous and embarrassing or awful in the moment but then now you sort of you can laugh a little bit about him. So, Sophie, do tell me your deepest secrets. <laughs> um, okay, so one of my biggest fears is um, commitment. I hate commitment. I hate, I don't date. If anyone knows me, I, I don't really date much. I don't do relationships. I just, the thought of it freaks me out. I feel trapped. I don't like it. So I don't really tend to let my guard down easily at all um I, I'm not going to say where I was because I don't want to get the story I don't want this to come back to me um so I was abroad working in some location and I was the only girl so I was the only girl there um my team were all boys so sometimes we were kind of like lonely you know in the evenings whatever so I ended up flirting with this guy, ended up flirting with this guy who worked in the local bar in the village I lived in. And yeah, one thing led to another and we started, things happen. And yeah, we started seeing each other. So every night he would stay in my accommodation, you know, blah, blah, blah. I got, I let my guard down and I noticed one night I let my guard down and I was like, why have you done this? But whatever, ride with it. Maybe this is a time, maybe this is what you need. You need to let your guard down, good for you. So I let my guard down every night he was coming back to stay after work like yeah very weird anyway um I really liked him I remember like going to work like every morning like smiling so I was like this guy is so nice one day um this is probably like a month and a half to two months in and when you're abroad um people laugh at Love Island these shows like Love Island right people laugh at it but it is like that because you see this person every single night if you were dating someone in the real world, you would go on a date one week and then maybe not see them again for two or three weeks, you know? Yeah. Or you would go on a date on the Monday and don't see them again until the Saturday. You know, there's a gap. Yeah. But when you're abroad and you're living in resort and you're living in this bubble, you see them every single day. So feelings grow so much faster than what they would in real life. So, yeah. <laughs> he came to my room the night before we like stayed up all night because that's what we did we stayed up all night talking other things but obviously all talking <laughs> um, in the morning I went to work and I was teaching aqua fitness and I get a text like don't come to the bar I work at tonight <gasps> so I replied like why he was <laughs> no like no build up nothing the next reply said because my fiance is coming. To the <gasps> bar. <laughs> no, like, I was like, I read it in disbelief. Like, fiance, I was like, okay, maybe your English isn't, you haven't got the word right. I was like, maybe you mean boss. I, what do you mean? 
like I thought, have you got the word fiance wrong? So I went fiance as in um like girlfriend, wife to be. He goes, yes, yes, she's coming tonight. Um, she's staying the night. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh okay, and that that's okay, okay. So I was like, so you realize you've been with me while you have a fiance? He's like, yes, I would rather be with you tonight though. Sad face. <gasps> I was like, no, are you no. dumb? so the one time I let my guard down this happens and I was with a guy who was engaged anyway needless to say I went to that bar I went to the bar I'm going to the bar don't tell me not to go to the bar I'm going to the bar so I went to the bar I sat there and I looked over and he was at the he looked he was behind the bar he was a bartender and he looked at me like you know it was a rabbit in headlights deer in headlights that expression he was like wide-eyed like oh my god and I was like waving like I'll have a Malibu and Diet Coke thank you over to the table <laughs> so he had to bring it over and he was like what are you doing I was like I'm just here for a drink like and I was like stone cold ice like just here for a drink why and then his fiance was at the bar sitting there and she looked over and I looked at her and I was like I feel so sorry for this girl because she he must have been he probably could have been doing this to so many mm. women like up yeah oh my god but oh well done for like going down there and being like stone face go and saying you want that drink and you're gonna see what's going on here yeah I was like you are crazy (laughs) and I actually I forgot to even say this part I don't know why I even thought this guy was okay because we were lying together one night and we're sitting at the pool and I said what's your type like usually what's your type and he, he replied this should have been a telltale sign like why am I like I'm such a mug I mug myself off he said my type is really tall blonde skinny and I went okay so I'm sure I am five foot two I am curvy and I am brunette so I why did I think that this was a thing why did I think this was gonna work out he literally told me basically I don't find you attractive how did he say that I looked at him like, are you insane? But yeah. So needless to say, none of the boy, I didn't go near any other men for that entire summer. I was like, stay away from me. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so unfortunate. And I mean, unfortunate is a small word. That is horrible. He um, ended up leaving. He had another job. He ended up leaving the resort. And um, but before that, another one of the waiters from my bar, eh, from my hotel that I worked at, was we all went out for drinks, and so happily went to that bar that he worked at. And everybody knows my order is Malibu and Diet Coke. That's my order. And the waiter was like, "I want to buy you a drink," and I was like, "No, nope, I've got my own money. I don't need you to buy me a drink." He was like, "No, no, no. I really want to buy you a drink." So the one of the boys that I was friends with was like, "Just let him buy you a drink. Shut up." And I was like. Fine. So he went up to the bar and um, ordered a Malibu Diet Coke and the bartender looked right at me because he knew that's my order and he was giving me the worst glare and I was like, sorry, I don't need you to get me a drink. I've got another boy to buy me a drink, hon. Bye. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> oh, God. But did, so you felt like, did you feel like you sort of failed dating? I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel with dating all the time. I'm the most tragic dater all these men I seem to go for are not the right for me <laughs> like I it's crazy and I don't let my guard down so in turn like I feel by not opening up because I'm probably not opening up to the right guys but the guys I choose to open up with I'm failing because they're the wrong ones but obviously yeah and then it's not really you that are failing even though you feel like it well, yeah. not to say that you're not failing, but it's because these people are the one who's doing literally, they're not just wrong, they are doing wrong things. And then yeah. you get the Well, you get left aftermath. with this feeling, yeah, of like, oh, am I not good enough? Oh, like, and these things start to go through your heads. But yeah, needless to say, I have not opened up for a long time in fear. <laughs> oh, but it's it's like how... How do you know who's gonna because there's like him he didn't did you talk about I mean I suppose you can't be like do you have a girlfriend like it's not something that comes up you just assume that they're single because you would you would think but maybe next time I have to ask are you single you're on tinder but are you single 
I just want to check that. To be honest, I think I may start doing it. I mean, it will stop you from being let down after two months, I suppose. Yeah, but to be fair, like anyone can lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the fact that it's scary how many people do cheat, you know? It's, yeah. You don't really realise it. Girls and guys, both of them do cheat and yeah. it's scary world. It's you don't want to be the other woman. Like, you don't want to be that person. No. Like, it's, yeah, being that other person, it's kind of like you're, you're not the first choice. You're definitely not the first mm. choice. You're the second choice. So it's kind of like, oh, I, I want to be the first choice. Yeah. yeah. I want to be then, the only choice, not the first choice. I want to be the only choice. So, and you know? then the woman, on, so basically it's interesting as well, because usually in these, at least in movies, so you see the women going at each other being like, you slept with my husband. And it's like, I mean, your husband slept with me. It wasn't, Yeah. It, I didn't know. He knew like that mm. he was engaged but so now are you you say you're still struggling with um opening up and and taking a leap of fate and yeah. trusting a guy I suppose <laughs> yeah I don't trust men easily anyway I feel um I think that's to do with like body issues like I was saying earlier being bigger and like curvier it isn't the first idea of beautiful it's not the the stereotypical beautiful body type so sometimes I'm like Sounds crazy, but I, I, and my friends all like agree. I will accept bad behavior off of some men because in my head, I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to find anyone else. Like, I'm not going to, no one else is going to find my body like attractive. So, like, I should accept it because, you know, you might not meet anyone else. And yeah, I think that's why I've accepted bad behavior a lot off of guys in the past. Um, so I don't, right now, I'm just like, I don't want to be near any men like there is some getting it obviously I'm not saying all men are the same because there's some really nice men and a lot of my friends are in really great relationships you know yeah. um I just haven't met yeah those guys for me yet too many disappointments and you just yeah. don't see the light I just don't want to waste my time um like I want to do me like I want to live abroad I want to explore I don't want a guy to hold me back like it's yeah. just not what I want so then so. In, in a way it's it's fine because it's not like you're aching for that relationship at the moment but you're just too scared to like... I would like to experience I, I say that I don't want it. I would like to experience a relationship I'm not saying I want my next relationship to be my marriage you know I'm not <laughs> saying that and I'm in the mindset of I know a lot of my friends date to marry and I know you should probably date to marry but I don't date to marry I would date to have an experience with like I've obviously when I lived in Egypt I was seeing a guy we both knew there was a time stamp on it because we both left the end of the season he was going home I was going home we don't live in the same place mm. um so like I don't date to be like oh this guy it's my new relationship this is it he's my future that's it you know this one season in Egypt these six weeks has made me think this is my husband like no I'm not I'm not like naive to that so I don't think you should date you have to date to marry I think you can date to have an experience and have memories, you know, it doesn't have to be a lifelong thing, but I would like to have a relationship experience. I would like to meet someone, you know, go on dates, like feel, you know, have that little bit of like confidence boost, like, you know, have someone say you're pretty, like things like that. But I'm not aching at the sense of like, I need a relationship. Like some people, that's that's their be all and end all. You know, some people, again, no judgments. Everyone's life's what they want is different. I want a career. I want to live abroad. Some girls want to have a child. Some girls want to have a husband. Some girls want to do family thing. That's cool. Good for them. I just, I'm not in that mindset yet. Yeah. So we're actually going to move on now to the serious failure. Um, the one that you've sort of overcome and you've turned it into a success. I did acting since I was a child. Um, quite a lot of people in the Disney bubble and this industry all kind of seem to do drama acting. It was all I was ever good at. Um, at school, I'm like highly dyslexic. So, you know, a lot of subjects didn't come naturally. Um, yeah, so drama was a thing that I was like, I'm good at this, so I'm going to stick with it. Maybe that... Looking back, you know, there's other things I could have tried, but I did this because, you know, I was good at it. So I did summer camps over the summer of drama, performing, you know, invested a lot of time. My parents invested a lot of money into it. And I auditioned for drama school in 2013. Yes. Yeah, so I 
2012, 2012. So I auditioned for drama. In Scotland, when you go to school, you have five, six years of secondary school. So six years. I left in my fifth year, a year early, to go to drama school. So I was only 17, experienced in drama school. Only 13, I think, get into each year of the drama school I got into. So it was a big deal. You know, I was like, okay, maybe this is for me. Acting was my thing. So acting was my strongest. I can dance. I can, you know, I can move. You show me a dance, I can do it. I'm not a technical dancer. I, you know, if you said the, the name of the, the move, maybe I wouldn't know it. But if you showed me it, I could do it. But I cannot sing. I can't sing. Like, it's been a thing for years. I've done singing lessons since I was, like, seven. But it's just, that's it. I can't sing. They knew that as I auditioned. I obviously auditioned singing. So they knew that that was not my strong point. So I go in the drama school, 2013. I'm there. Had a couple of friends, a small year. Each week, it just got progressively worse. I just got, like, why am I here? Like, I am not talented enough to be here. These people in my class can hit these notes. They can sing these songs. We looked at the third years because it was three years of drama school. I was looking at the third years and they were, like, performing. They were all a certain size. They were all size 8, 10. They were all tall. Most of them were all tall. They can all sing. They can all dance. And I was looking at them like, this is, they're like morphing people into this idea. And that was the idea we got shown was the third years. You know, we need to be these people. And like, I wasn't like, I'm bigger now than what I was then because I lost a lot of weight back then. But like, I was still like a size like 14. So I was bigger. I was like the biggest in my year. And we were doing like body conditioning classes every week to make us like fitter. And I remember he said to one of the other girls, you need to lose weight. And she said, oh my God, okay. So he, she was trying to lose weight because he said, you know, for the industry, you need to lose weight. But to me, I wasn't told that. And I said, why haven't you told me that when I'm bigger? And he's like, because, you know, you're going to go down the comedy route. But I was going to be pigeonholed as the kind of comedy, comedy person. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. That's not me. So yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would yeah. I just, why are bigger girls have to be the comedy role? Oh why is the... God. Why can't, like, a curvier girl be the, the lead role? Like, I know it's a horrific movie, but that film on Netflix, like, by Rebel Wilson, isn't it romantic? Mm. It's horrific. But she, that's the point of it. She's going against the social norms of being the curvier lead role. Um, but, yeah, so it was just a toxic experience. Um, each week we'd do, like, performance classes. They'd be, like, someone out a tune obviously it's me like I know it's me I can't sing like I don't know what you expect so it just got worse and worse and I think by this was in the August and I think by the November I was like this isn't for me I don't want to do this so I dropped out which dropping at a drama studio is like a big deal when that's all you've ever mm. kind of it's all you've ever known really was performing it's all I ever knew so I kind of was in this spot of like what do I do I lost a lot of friends because I went to drama school so you know when you're at drama school you're there from like eight in the morning till six at night and it was an hour away from me so I was like getting the bus at six in the morning not getting back to eight o'clock at night and then at the weekends I was working so <clears throat> I didn't have time to see friends I was too tired so I lost a lot of friends and I was back in my hometown like what do I do and I feel like I was depressed I actually like back then like, I was only 17 I didn't think at the time but now looking back I was I was highly depressed my mum um, made me apply for Camp America I was like this isn't for me like a summer camp like working at a summer camp no she's like come on let's do your application so she did my application for me I didn't even touch the application and she was like you need to go to this recruitment fair in Edinburgh so I got the train up and you had to I'd like interview with all these people to get to work at a summer camp and I didn't want it before I got there and then the competitive perfectionist in me was like I'm getting this job like move in my way I want this job so I was like giving it my all and I got a place to work in Cape Cod in Massachusetts for that summer and I was like okay like this is this is the first time I've ever lived away from home this is cool and the idea of that excited me so my mom was like why don't you apply for university it doesn't have to be drama school you could do acting at university so I got a tutor like a drama tutor we I went over audition material I put in to a couple of drama schools again but mostly universities and I got into acting at a university in England needless to say this university like if anyone's listening that went to my uni we all know this place is not good like the university was awful but 
the course itself was awful oh. like yeah um we got nuts we paid a lot of money for a shit course essentially and the course has actually been shut down now so that's <laughs> another story but I would never so actually I felt like such a failure because I dropped out of drama school the route that you should go down as a performer you should go down the drama school route you should be in the west end you should be in tv that's the route you go down but actually in turn it worked out so much better for me because I got an experience working at Camp America which ignited my travel like the bug the travel bug I got to move to England and the people I met and I'm not joking, like, I paid, what, 18 grand for this course plus money to live in England. Um, I wouldn't change the people I met for the world. I would rather have no career in the West End than have these people in my life. I would much rather have these people in my life because I'm still best friends with these people today. We lived together. We went to uni together. And it was such a safe bubble. So I went to uni in a place called Blackpool. It's the tackiest town of England but we love it um but it was yeah it was a safe little bubble at uni you could experiment like with different acting styles you could go out you felt safe you could be yourself and you know you could reinvent yourself in a way that you know that you couldn't do at drama school you could be who you wanted to be as much as the course itself was shit and I didn't learn anything about acting like I can tell you I learned nothing um but I learned a lot about me as a person so in turn yeah, it was a fail because I'm not not a West End actor. I'm, I'm nowhere near a West End actor. I'm never going to be a West End actor. I'm never going to be in TV. But it worked out for the best because now I have a passion for travel and tourism. I have a passion and I have these amazing friends that I could never change for the world. They're like my family now. And I actually did work out. It was the biggest fail of my life, yeah, but actually in turn became the biggest turning point of my life. Who would have thought that? So, because you were your dream was to do drama school, like you mm-hmm. you pictures yourself seeing that route, yeah, and doing 100%. that whole West End and all of that. And so, what what did you when you when you d- decided to drop out? Were you like maybe I'll drop out? Were you like quite? How long did you think about it? Every day since the day I arrived, I hated the place. Like <sighs> I was there. Yeah, I made, made a couple of good friends, but like I don't talk to any of those people now. Um, it was just toxic. I remember like you'd be stood in front of, it was a thing called performance class, which I think they do at all drama schools. And it's good because it gives you performance and critique in a good way. But you would be given a brief and you would sing a song or do something in front of the whole of the college. So there's three years of people and these people like the third years and second years are like, why can't she sing? My year knew I couldn't sing. They knew I was an actor, but you're not up there acting, you're up there singing. And I remember there was a week that it was like legit, which is kind of like quite high and I can't sing at all. So I had to go up there in front of everybody and embarrass myself, like knowing that I can't hit these notes, knowing that I can't do that. But they didn't think to be like, okay, you know, she's not a singer. Why don't we let her do this instead? I had to fit that brief and fit that mold. And yeah, it just, yeah, it just wasn't for me. But when I got hot, when I quit and I was like having my kind of, I had like a mini, a mini gap year, essentially. I was working, um, working in, my mum has a hotel company. So I was working in her hotel and um, as a waitress, like I was like, this is my life. Like in my head, when I, that first month I was like, not that being a waitress is bad because I do that now, essentially I work in a bar. Mm. Like, but at the time I was like this is my life now oh my god like you're not an actor you're not giving the West End you're going to be polishing cutlery for the rest of your life you really thought you failed yeah um, I was like this is it yeah and then when my mum put the application for that Camp America I was like no thank you I'm fine I'll just sit and work in this hotel to the day I die that was my that's the thoughts in my head and then obviously when I went something must have snapped inside me and that recruitment fair when you had to interview with all these different camps like I remember I got rejected from because you go up to all these camps they're all there from all these different states in America and I sat with four or five of the camps they were like you're too young no no thank you no thank you I was 17 years old I had no life experience like of course they'd be like oh no why would we have you but then I sat down at this one and um, the camp's amazing. It's called Camp Burgess in Hayward. Um, it's in Cape Cod. And I sat down and she was like, you know, you've got a lot of drama experience. I was like, yeah. She's like, you know, we're on personality. Do you think you could handle this job? I was like, yeah. She's like, I believe it. She's like, I'm going to give you a shot. And I was like, oh my God. So it worked out. And yeah. yeah. 
it really does sound like a, a proper um, sort of route. You try something mm-hmm. and then, oh, no, there's there's a tree in the way. I just got to back off a bit. Oh, there's a new path. I'll take this path. And then, yeah. oh, I've got the experience of um, seeing a tree. I'm not I'm going to make sure I find a way to back out before I drive in. And you got yeah. the experience. What am I doing? <laughs> then you got the experience and you go to the third path. And you you just drive through because you thought and used your experience with trees in the past. Yeah, yeah, it, it works. But but also, uh, I just remembered, or it just came to me, that you went to a university studying acting. Like you didn't give up acting. No, again, which again, I should have gave up acting because. I don't want to be an actor. I want to be myself with people. Hmm. So like sometimes I look back and think, oh, you should have done travel and tourism. You should have done, you know, events, management. You should have done something because right now my CV is just acting. So real big time jobs, they're like, you've got an acting degree. You don't have the degree. But Hmm. actually interviewing, getting myself in the door, speaking to people, I'm so glad I did the acting course because I'm so confident now. You know, I can speak to anybody and I'm just like, I feel like I can sell myself now Yeah. because of my course, but I don't have the qualification to back me up. <laughs> like, I can get an inter- I can get myself in the door of like a real-time job interview. I can bullshit my way through the interview, but I don't have the degree to, to, yeah. to solidify it. So Which that's is, the problem. It's super interesting because as you say, like the acting degree or like at least... Um, well, the drama school as well, I suppose. But university degrees with acting is is about so much more. Or drama is so much more than being able to act. It's about, yeah. so, like, I did a drama theatre and performance course as well. And it's mostly about society and how yeah. to criticise society and put it in a play, I suppose. But then you don't have to put it in a play. You can just criticise it and, and learn so much about people, really. Mm-hmm. Like body language, you can read body language, you can... Mm. There's so much with acting and I feel like people say, I'm one of them, you know, I actually will say like, oh, it's not a real course. Like sometimes I don't think it's a real course, especially mine. Mine wasn't a real course. I know, speaking from my experience, my course was easy. Like it was, like there was no, we did a dissertation, it was 6,000 words. A dissertation for 6,000 is ridiculous. When people say like they do law degrees and they do psychology, they do all these degrees and they're like, my dissertation was 15,000 words. I'm like, you are doing a real course. That's 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 graph. But I don't want to take away the, you know, I don't want to take away the work that we do because it's different. It's a different level of work. We put ourselves out there. We put ourselves out there to be criticized. Every time you go and do a play, you're putting yourself out there emotionally and you're being vulnerable. I did a show in my third year. Obviously, I'm curvier, and I did a show where I was a sh- I had to strip in front of people. Wow. I had to do a burlesque dance and I probably in the real world wouldn't have been cast as that part, but it pushed me as a person and to like be confident in my body. I had to get on that stage and be like, I love my body, but I don't. I had to act as if I do. And people like we can take away that from our course ease. Like sometimes and we don't give ourselves enough credit because every time you get up and do a scene in front of your whole year, yeah, you could have the most supportive year, but you're still making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. You really like it's, you are supposed to be someone else, but in the end, it is you. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a super weird thing about it where, oh, it's just my character who does this. But yeah, it is in the end, it's my body who does it. And yeah. people will judge, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they don't uh, judge your character. They judge you because yeah. you're the one portraying the character. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. That was, but it's such a beautiful example of how, what we think is a massive, massive, massive failure. Yeah, because I think when you're when you're younger, you're like, I want to be an actor. And they're like, oh, we'll see you on the TV one day. We'll see you in movies one day. And I feel like the job I do sometimes gets a bad rep for people that can't get into the West End. They go and do the job I do, like they become a holiday entertainer. And that's the job I want to do. I'm not doing it because I can't go on the West End. I haven't tried to go on the West End. I want to be a holiday entertainer. I want to make people's get like guests holidays. I want to make it fun. I want to be that person around the pool that they go, oh, there's Sophie, like, come, come tell us all about their day. Like, come on, come over here. I love the fact I can help make these people's holidays great. And 
you then intertwine yourself into these people's memories like I in Egypt when I was teaching uh, drama in this hotel um two years later or not, a year later sorry when I was working at Disney they got back in touch with me and they were like oh my god we're going to Florida this summer let's meet up so these kids that I taught like kept that in their head you know remembered me and we met up the year after like you're literally making memories of people it's yeah it's insane it's much more personal than being on a yeah. stage I suppose and what it's you yourself mean? you're being yeah. yourself you're not being a character and I like I want to be me I don't want to be a character yeah wow 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 um <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that Sophie yeah, of course. Wonderful stuff. We're going to move on to now more lighthearted stuff. I mean, this was this was a beautiful story, so it's not like we need lighthearted stuff. Yeah. But we're we're going to do we're going to do what you do, which is entertain with improv. I imagine you you are quite uh, experienced with improv then. Or what's your thoughts about improv? I love improv yeah I think it's fun it's exciting um yeah I just like being able to see where it goes because a little bit of a journey it's it's a huge journey that you can end up on on improv uh which I will just say some words about what we why we're doing improv which is yeah. mostly because I love improv um and the reason why I started doing improv it was because I was scared of doing it mostly I I wanted to do improv, but I was scared of the people that would watch me <laughs> do improv yeah. and watch me fail. Uh, so I decided I need to do it and challenge myself. So I did it. And uh, it just it was just so great because it's, it's taught me so much about the fear of failing and learning to literally just try it. And it's really not about trying to be funny, um, but just saying whatever comes to your mind and having fun with that. And what actually makes it super fun to watch is and do is when the improvisers fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in this way, failing suddenly means succeeding. What? <laughs> so it's it's super funny to do, and that's why I thought this would be a great thing for the podcast. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, whatever we end up doing now, if we fail or succeed, we will succeed anyway because exactly. yeah we will laugh about it which usually means it's something is fun yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start with the warm-up which is eight things so you're going to do because you kind of the disney person um i've i've made the theme disney basically so you're gonna do eight disney rides you ready yeah yeah and go test track soaring Living with the land, um, blah, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, um, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Wow, that's well done. And the fact that you got them, I mean, you, I suppose you got, you got the knowledge. You did really well. Um, <laughs> that was excellent. Uh, and now you're gonna do eight epic fails. Um, yeah, and go. Failed relationship, failing a test. Um, uh, the biggest fail I can think of right now is the government and how they're handling the coronavirus. That's a big one. Um, Trump's presidency, fail. Um, uh, um, my failed weight loss attempts. Uh, falling on a banana peel, that can be a fail. And, um, okay, this is hard. I don't know. Oh, blah, 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 blah. This is hard. Okay putting salt in your coffee instead of sugar mm. um and standing in dog poo <laughs> yeah wonderful perfect <laughs> great it is hard to yeah you that, that tested me yeah <laughs> there's so many fails that you can do but that it's just so i think it's a good exercise to to see how much we could fail but and you should yeah it's fun fails. yeah it's, the, the bar is low to fail the next one is questions only. Okay. So this is when we ask questions to each other and we're not supposed to answer them with anything else in the question. I'm setting the scene and we're, again, this is Disney related. So we are literally in Disney World Florida. Okay, amazing. <laughs> I will start and mm-hmm. then you go and I go 
and we go as far as we can usually not very far but that's mostly because of me so we're, <laughs> we're gonna see where it takes us right do you want to go and do space mountain what time's the three o'clock parade at isn't that at five or is it at six don't you know this where can we get a fast pass for space mountain how much is it do you have to pay for a fast pass don't we <laughs> what time's the fireworks <laughs> that is at six isn't it where can you get a mickey waffle <laughs> I, I, you tell me <laughs> no that's the same <laughs> <laughs> that is hard oh god we went quite far yeah, it's hard I, though. I'm, I'm, uh, but what did you say? What time is the three o'clock parade? parade yeah, and I That's said, isn't it at six? <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? That honestly, I wouldn't even bat my eyes at that. People constantly ask you what time's the three o'clock parade. I'm like, no, it says it is in the name. I don't know. <laughs> do they? Yeah, it's really funny. Oh my god! Well, there's, there's. I suppose people are literally on holiday from every yeah. kind of thought. Very true. <laughs> <And thinking. laughs> Excellent. Uh, we're going to do it again, and you're going to start this time. Okay. Where can we get a margarita? Isn't that in the cafe over there? Isn't it in Mexico Pavilion? I thought it was in the Norwegian one, isn't it? I don't know where to find the margaritas. Where can we find them? Yep, that's that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did answer. I answered and then tried to save it with a question. Ah, I think I did the same. It's like, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a game where um, yeah, you got to be. I I think there is a rule of like you can't answer it. You literally got to just question ask, question it. But it's hard because it's like I think in some if you get into the right path, you can constantly yeah. do questions. But then if you're talking about something and you sort of need an answer it's very like what time is it I yeah because it what time is it don't you have a watch but then you can't go like don't you have a watch yeah <laughs> and that's sometimes and then you're out <laughs> you just go back and forth ah but yeah well done i you won that one um <laughs> you won the other one as well um it's a hard one so well done <laughs> yeah uh we're gonna go now to the main improv so this one is remember when you okay i still don't have a name for it but um let's call it remember when you yeah uh, like <laughs> so i'm gonna interview sophie now she's around 87 years old she's lived a life um mm -hmm. failed a lot of things and we're gonna just talk through those fails okay so sophie do you remember that time that you uh, you took the bus out to work but you fell asleep and you ended up in France. Do you remember that? Yeah, but then I met my French husband and we lived in Paris for six years. So, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Do you remember that time uh, when you lived in Paris and, and you tried to get the, um, the Parisian loaf, or like the baguette, but you couldn't find a single baguette? Do you remember that, fail? Yeah, but then I started my baguette company Sophie's baguettes because there was such a lack of baguettes in Paris so it was okay oh that actually reminds me of even further do you remember that that first batch of baguettes that you were trying to make baguettes but you didn't have any flour so you put um you put baking powder instead yeah. of flour yeah, I remember that. And that's actually why it became a success because now people with a gluten intolerance can have my baguettes. So I am the gluten-free baguette baker of Paris. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Sophie, do you remember that time you were dating this boy, like hanging out with him for like two months and then and then suddenly he says, don't come to the bar because my fiancé is there. Do you remember that? Yeah, but after that, I had to cry. I got my self-worth and I was like, I am that bitch. I don't need a man. So, yeah. <laughs> Found yourself in the middle of a breakup of someone else's Yeah, and I found myself that, you know, I'm not the second choice. I am the only choice for the man that I will be with one day. Oh, 
a strong, strong, strong <laughs> answer. Um, excellent. So the next improv is a competition. Okay. So this is the time to get out your competitive tiger. What? <laughs> I'm sure there's competitive tigers out there. So basically, you're going to talk for as long as you can about something. And mm-hmm. you cannot say the words make. And you cannot say the word and. Make and. Oh, my God. And uh, you you are going to talk about sugary treats in Disney World. You probably tried. Have you tried most of the nice, cool Mickey stuff? Yeah, I've probably tried them. But like when you've worked there for a while, you're like, haha, I'm not spending $12 (laughs) on a Rice Krispie treat. No, thank you. But I do. I have had them. Yeah, they're good. It sounds like a food heaven to me over there. Um, Sugary heaven, I think we should. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start the clock. So tell me when you're ready. Okay, ready to go. And one, two, three. Disney World is the best place to get sugary treats because they sell so many treats on Main Street. Main Street, Epcot, all the places in Disney World sell these things and they have... Ah! (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, Let's, let's see your time. Let's see your time. Um, it is 1853. Okay, that's all right. So you are, let me find my list of competitors. You are, <laughs> you're second to last, uh, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. It's about having fun anyway, isn't it? So what did you feel about the improv? Was it fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's a good way to get your brain going in the morning and yeah, way to wake me up essentially. I know it's like 11.30 now, but I need to be waking up for the day. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Did you did you feel stressed or any pressure doing it? Yeah, sometimes when you can't get the words out, you're like, ah, like, well, but yeah, it's fun. It's a fun stress. It's not a bad stress. No, and it's good for when you fail the the First and foremost, the improv ends, which yeah. is the like you can't continue doing improv for days straight. It needs to end at one point, and usually mm-hmm. that's when you fail, and that's the whole like that's that's the point, and that's, that's it's, the full circle. Yeah, it's absolutely. Circle. So it's it's really fun to to get it in, and it's uh, to be creative and all of that jazz. Yeah, well done. Um, I've got a last question for you. Okay, which is. If failing is succeeding because you're learning from it, what is your next failure? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I actually have no idea what's next and like what I want to. With the Spanish, I fail a lot every day. You know, I get stuff wrong and that's okay because I'm learning from that. Mm. So I'm learning Spanish. I get some days I get every question wrong when I'm doing it. But then I learn and the next day I get them all right so I want to be fluent in Spanish or close to that by the end by this time next year that's you know what, what I'm gonna say that's amazing because I think that as well is such a good example of how we are learning from our mistakes yeah. or learning from failing because it's if you obviously if you get it right you get it right but you can't get it right before you failed and like sort of got it yeah. into your brain so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say that yeah Wow, wonderful. Um, perfect. So thank you so much, Sophie, for joining this podcast. It's I, I've had a laugh. I hope it's you've had a fun. laugh. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been good. Great way to start the morning. feel like we spoke about failure and, you know, how it's turned around in a good thing. And actually, I feel a lot more positive after this. So Wow, really? Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's because my point with this podcast is there's a lot of points with the podcast, but it's the fact that you even feel better about your own endeavors mm-hmm. after having talked to me and done it. That's incredible. Wow. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, because you don't tend to talk about your own failures often, you know, and you kind of like block it out, but there was a reason for it. And yeah, I've enjoyed it. So thank you. Oh, 
Oh, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. So now you can really tell that failing is part of life and it leads us down new pathways. And usually it teaches us a few things on the way as well, like finding out you actually don't want to, to do what was your dream career. And I've just given my microphone a friendship bracelet. So we are doing a okay. Thank you for listening. Have fun failing. <laughs>